This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Episode 88 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host Joshua Perry. And this is a unique situation. And you listeners would only know this if we were to tell you. And I'm just a very transparent person. So I'm going to tell you we're not doing this podcast at 7 a.m. in the morning. We're actually doing this podcast at like 7, 8 p.m. in the evening. So if you if you notice any difference in this podcast, people, let us know. If you like us better as evening people, just tell us. But I think the morning people, like that's just naturally us, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm I'm up typically at like, you know, a little bit after 5 a.m. So I'm, I'm a morning person to begin with. Now, here's the interesting thing, and, and you will appreciate this. Okay. And our, view, or our listeners will too, because we talk about our technical difficulties on this show every single time. Like sure. week after week, there's something. And- okay. What, what I've learned today is regardless of if we're at 7 a.m. or if we're at 7 p.m., there is going to be some sort of technical difficulty getting this show started up. You are 100% right about that, my friend. That we just can't avoid. Other things, perhaps, but the technical stuff, hey, we're doing our own thing here. We're running our own show, so it's going to happen. But we, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in this week. It's been a weird week, um, just to start off things, because while there hasn't been a great amount of college football news, there has been some news that will potentially affect if we're going to see a college football season or not. And what I'm talking about, Joshua, is earlier this week, uh, we saw MLB, uh, who had a successful week of opening up. I enjoyed watching some of those games, and it looked like everything was going good. There were some positive cases here and there. And then all of a sudden, you see that the Miami Marlins on Sunday had four guys test positive, and there was still not a lot of chatter about it. I mean, it was online, it was on Twitter, but not a lot of people were really saying much. 
And then on Monday, I mean, it was like I woke up and it was all over the place. There were seven more players that tested positive, two coaches, uh, two games had to be postponed. Now, you know, all these other um, teams that they were playing against, including the Phillies, are going to have to be tested. And it sent a wave through the sports world and specifically football, because when you talk about the other sports that are going on right now or about to start with the NHL up in Canada, the bubble seemed to be working. There were positive cases in the beginning, but right now MLS has reported none. NBA has reported none. Hockey didn't report any with any of the guys even going into the bubble. But football is not playing in a bubble for all that we know. And my question to you, Joshua, does this sway the college football world in one direction and not a good one? Uh, I think I don't hear here's the reality situation. I don't think it sways anything. And I'll tell you exactly why is I think that there are going to be some voices now and the voices are going to be folks who are, um, you know, they're, they are grounded in their beliefs about COVID to begin with. A lot of these folks are casual sports fans, but maybe not people that are invested in sports. Many of these voices are people unlike you and I, who are, um, we have a vested interest in seeing uh, sports being played this fall, et cetera. Um, that are going to be very vocal about shutting down sports leagues. But this is what college football and this is what NFL is going to do, is they are going to find out why there was this outbreak among the Marlins. And then they're going to say, well, this is what we're going to do, and this is why we can do it better. And I think football is notorious at its core and its culture of being a sport where the leaders within the sport think that they can do everything better um, regardless of whether they actually can or not, which I don't think they can. Yeah. But this, I mean, this becomes a, a legitimate question. And, and like, I, I was one of those people. I hopped on Twitter um, as soon as I saw this baseball story and I typed in college football COVID into the search yeah. bar on Twitter and just pressed search <laughs> just to see what it would return. Yeah. And there were a lot of people who were truly asking the question, can we play college football uh, with COVID outbreaks happening in other leagues that are practicing more of a bubble? And you have Michigan State where they had yep. to go 14 days mandatory yep. into quarantine. Probably won't be the last team that'll do it. And no. the reality of the situation is at this point, um, we're, we're kind of running out of time. But I think there are so many factors at stake right now that, you know, these college football is going to give it the old college try. Of course. And I, that's a great point. And I think sometimes college football is in a world of its own. And, and I agree with you. I think they're going to try to do everything they can to say, well, we're going to look into what happened with Miami. But here's the thing, Joshua, this is what happened with Miami and what could happen with any of these teams that aren't playing inside a bubble. While things are strict and there's certain protocols that are put into place and things are clean, these guys are essentially going home after games at home or on the road, they're going back to their hotel. And from everything that I have heard, there's no restrictions on them being able to go out and get some dinner, um, so on and so forth. So my big question is with college football, if you're going to say, well, we're, we're going to see what we can learn from what Miami did wrong. The only thing I could see college football doing is like having their guys pretty much every day 
if they're not going to class um, or if they're if their school's doing online and you know these guys are having to do online on campus or whatever it might be they're going to have to be like babysat like 24/7 yes that's seriously Joshua that's the only and staying in like one big dorm i don't know i it's like a camp i can see like is it's like a camp for football players this season is the only way i can see something like this um, where you're not going to get it's like I guess like a mini bubble in a way. Sure. And Kayla, I, I don't, I don't think you're too far off with that. Um, and to your point, if you know, baseball not having these protocols in place, I think um, was a little bit of a challenge. And you saw the NFL's, you know, the NFL and the NFLPA's agreement. And one of the sections in there, they they talked about uh, being able to label certain behaviors outside of football as conduct detrimental. Yeah. And yes. you know, the the question becomes like, how do you monitor certain things when these guys go home, but they said you can't be in a restaurant with more than 15 people there. You can't be in a bar with more than 15 people there. You can't go to a church service where the capacity is more than 25%, you know, like all these different things. And I think it's good. I think with college, you do have an opportunity in, in now thinking, you know, everything has been hindsight with this, but now thinking back, uh, Kaylee, you could make the case that they, they should have booked booked they should have taken basically dormitory space and said all of you college athletes that live off campus your off campus is done we're putting you in the dorms I'm sorry that you have to live like this but we're gonna have basically like RAs or chaperones up there to make sure that you're not going out at night Um, on high street right now all the bars close at 11 surrounding Ohio State yeah and so I mean you know there's not a late night attraction at that point but there still are house parties and those things Oh but yeah. You can you can make the case that a student athlete who, you know, you go to class and that's a risk, but you can also um do some some online learning, which, you know, people crapped on Justin Fields really hard for during the season, but now it makes a ton of sense. Everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Huh, imagine that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So you could do that and then you can have those guys at the facility for the majority of the day interacting with just football guys all day long, and then they all go back to the same dorm. That'd be a terrible way to live uh, during the season. But the reality of the situation, a, a great quote from, you know, somebody who I respect in the financial world a ton, he says, live like no one else. So later on you can live like no one else. Yep. So for these guys, that sacrifice would make sense, but uh, you're spot on, you know, if, if, if you're in a situation where you have a hundred guys on the team and, and when they leave the facility, they can go anywhere and anywhere um, you're, you're bound to have some sort of outbreak. Exactly. It's just limiting the risk as much as possible. And yes, a lot is put on these professional athletes and you're hoping that they're, you know, not doing the things that they're told, you know, not to do. But then again, you know, there's a lot of young guys that are playing in these leagues, you know, and maybe they don't have that discipline yet. And now we're seeing whatever happened, however, somebody caught that it clearly spread like wildfire and it, that's going to happen in terms of, you know, college football too, if they don't have some sort of a plan like this. Um, But yeah, that's just something that I thought about and who knows if that's being discussed, but if they're going to have a college football season and not have to worry about potential outbreaks, you're going to have to think of something like that if you're going to actually play. 
Well, have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It is the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty supplies, uh, home decor, even cars. And here is how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer on your item or it is yours. So if you go ahead and buy it now, Deal Dash actually is offering listeners an extra 100 free bids upon signing up on top of the other discounts. So go to DealDash.com Use our offer code PASS or deal-dash.fm PASS. So again, that's deal-dash.fm PASS. Go and check it out now. Okay, so there is obviously a lot of kind of shuffling going on with these conferences. And if they do play, it's going to look a lot different, Joshua. And specifically for one school that prides itself on being an independent and that is Notre Dame. But now it looks like um, Notre Dame will be playing a pretty good chunk of games in the ACC. The ACC is looking at like an 11-game schedule that would include 10 conference games that start September 12th. And of course, the headline grabber is Notre Dame, which normally plays five or six ACC teams per season. Uh, Now it could be a full conference member this season. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the question I think for a lot of college football fans is what's going to happen to Notre Dame because they're an independent. And I think this naturally makes sense because of how many ACC games they play. Um, I think it also adds to the cachet of the ACC. Uh, You know, when I think of that conference, obviously Clemson up there. Uh, But you get teams, you know, Boston College, which can be a snoozer at times. And you're watching Wake Forest and Duke. Florida State's not what it used to be. And, you know, you got no. Louisville and they're just, I mean, some teams that are really lackluster. Oh, yeah. And so you get a blue blood to be a part of the conference slate. And I, I really think it adds to the excitement there. And then this is the, the other situation that you get is, you know, they're talking about considering them as a candidate to play in the conference championship game yes. two at the end of the year if they were to qualify for it. That would be fantastic because the matchup I'm looking at would mm-hmm. be Clemson Notre Dame. And, you know, that, that sounds Absolutely. like a college football playoff matchup. So that for, for college football fans is great. It's crazy because you think about the ACC and we knock on them a lot just for the fact that it just it has been a very strong conference besides Clemson. There's, you know, there's here and there teams are, are good at times, but not great. And I don't think they're really challenged throughout the season consistently but then we, you know, we talk about just this season having Notre Dame play because they pretty much would, would have to do something like this. And all of a sudden, it, it makes the conference look a lot sexier. It's just crazy how one school sometimes could just kind of up the ante. And imagine if Notre Dame were to play in the ACC like long term, like how much good it could do for the ACC. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it bumps up recruiting too. I think... The other ACC schools really struggle in recruiting uh, because it's really a a one-man show there. And so now you have Notre Dame, uh, which becomes a challenger. And then other schools, you know, you probably now can say, hey, you know, we're we're relevant on national scale. It's not just a one-school conference and everybody can compete here. 
And to your point, I think that most major conferences, you know, like in the SEC, you've got a handful of teams, obviously, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, uh, LSU, who are really good. But you look at the Big Ten, and it's Ohio State, um, it's Penn State, it's Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. um, Michigan sucks. You look (laughs) at the Big 12, and really it's Oklahoma. That's the team. People say Texas because it's a brand, but truly it's just Oklahoma. And then you look out West and you got Oregon, you got USC. That's a brand. They're not really playing great ball. Like a lot of these conferences are really two teams at the top that really give them the cachet. And then everybody else kind of fills in from there. And so if you can get the ACC to a point where you actually do have two teams that you feel like are really competitive and, uh, you know, the conference championship game will be fun and there'll be some drama throughout the season. Um, it'll definitely give them a little bit more clout than what they're working with right now. You know, is it with Notre Dame in the reason just with staying independent for all these years? I get it. Is it is it more so because, you know, they've got that independent TV deal with NBC? Like, it is it a pride thing? I mean, I, I just, I don't, I guess I don't fully understand it. Is it like tradition, I think pride, money is like both. the thing? Yes. Because yeah. in terms of Notre Dame and their... Notre Dame is clinging to independence to me, like you said, because of tradition. And I'll I'll say we get some really cool matchups. Like, uh, and some of them are now not being played, which blows my mind. I think it takes away from the fact that they're independent. But like Notre Dame USC, great matchup. Notre Dame Michigan, great matchup. Like we get those games because they don't have a conference mm-hmm. tie. Yeah. I also think that the TV deal makes a lot of sense for them as an institution. But the reality of the situation is I, I, I firmly believe that college football is going to a, uh, a big boy conference type of setup where you get the blue bloods are doing their own thing. Everybody else fills in from there in Notre Dame. They still maintain some of their autonomy as being one of the, the blue bloods of college football, but I think they want to be in the mm-hmm. big boy club as well. So as that transition and that shift starts to happen in the next few years, I think we start to see them in the mix there. Yep, especially if that is the case this year, like you said, and and they are a part of that conference this year and have a chance to play for a conference championship. Well, sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners at Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online actually sat down with some former pro players, including one of Joshua's favorite, Eddie George, a former Buckeye, of course, and Harold Reynolds. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they are calling Pandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. And remember, use that promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That is promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online waging experts. So before we call this a wrap, I wanted to get your takes on Twitter this week. What was yeah. brewing with so, Joshua Perry? I, I'll, I'll start with one that's sports-centered, and then I'll hit you with another one that has nothing to do with sports. Okay. So the first one, and this one's a, a really big one, with the likelihood that we're going to have some sort of uh, amended college football season, is sports networks right now are working super hard on trying to bring you content. Whether that's, um, you know, look backs at games, historic games that were played, uh, whether that is player interviews from former players, current players, that type of stuff. 
Yeah. We're trying to bring content and we're, we're building it not only for TV, but also for social media, YouTube. So it's easily digestible. Um, it's something that people can see on their timelines in a place where you're used to seeing um, sports news and, and just the news cycles kind of off. In saying that, it's, it's extremely difficult in a lot of ways to create this content because you want to have stuff that makes sense, um, that is impactful, the content's good, and the production quality is good. But a lot of times you're getting interviews over Zoom, uh, which can mm-hmm. be a challenge. You know, <laughs> I myself, as somebody who is an on-air talent, I don't have a, uh, a like a studio set up in my office. Sure. I've got a damn, um, I've got a toaster box, a laptop, <laughs> and uh, a makeshift background. Sure. And so bear with us is, is what I'm getting at. Bear with us when we're trying to bring you guys content when there's nothing else. And we do it as a labor of love um, and just sharing my own personal experience with BTN. Uh, they're a very good network. Um, obviously, everybody's struggling right now with the uh, with the lack of content in terms of revenue. And so some of the work I'm doing is purely for the love of it and for exposure. Yeah. And, and I want to bring that to the fans and I want fans to understand that. I also want people to understand too, and Kayla, you can speak to this, when we create some of this content and we're looking back at your favorite games, if you're Big Ten Network, for example, we, we can't get you the Ohio State versus Oregon National Championship. That's ESPN's property. Yep. You know, they're, they're not going to give us yep. rights to use that game for our content because they want to do it for theirs. And so when we have to just do an interview and we have to talk about that without being able to play the clips over it, it's not because uh, from a production standpoint, we don't understand that the clips will be good. Obviously, they'd be good. It's just that we can't do that. Yeah. And for me, as somebody who is an on-air talent, I've actually taken a very personal and uh, active production role in a lot of these uh, vignettes nice. that my, my network's putting out, which has been fun for me, but I've learned a lot. And I just wanted to share that with with fans and people who consume the content. We love bringing it to you, um, and we want to bring you the best that we can, but bear with us on some of the stuff because we got some challenges with it. Such a very good point because we clearly do stuff on both sides. You do some radio in Columbus as well. We do this podcast, but then we have the TV side of things that we do. That's majority of my job. And you're right. It's a challenge right now. I'll give you a great example. Uh, This week, the NHL is clearly about to start playoffs, um, starting with that qualifying round this weekend. And they started their first like round of interviews today. And the NHL is actually running the interview. So it's not even like your teams that you cover, right? It's not usually, it's usually your teams that set up those Zoom interviews and whatever, but it's the NHL doing it right now. And I am not joking, Joshua, the quality today was all, I was like in shock. It was, it was if you were to like have somebody doing an interview behind like a fogged up window mm. and you couldn't even like make it. it's like hard to make out like who that was talking it was so fuzzy and it's funny because it's like you expect it to be you know good from the get-go but these are the type of things that we're encountering you know the nhl this is the first time they've ever done something like this it's probably a lot of work for a little amount of people so i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and i'm like they're gonna have it fixed for the next round of interviews that happened this week. But, you know, when you see that, you're kind of going as a viewer, oh my gosh, why are they putting this on air? But just remember, people, 
this is what we're dealing with right now. Nothing is normal. So you got to just give us a break sometimes and uh, cool your britches. We're yeah. just trying to give you the content and trying to give you the good stuff as much as we can. That's it. And, and you know, you folks know? will, you, and it's easy on Twitter when you can sit back and, oh man, it looks like a 10 year old produced it. And I understand that. Like, you know, from, from the NHL standpoint, it's probably not ideal for them to put out uh, media and the production content and value isn't necessarily great. But when you're in the middle of a pandemic and every, all of your plans have changed and they change rapidly day to day, like that's what you're going to get sometimes. But um, we love making the content. Now, the next thing that I want to get on real quick. Um, So in addition to the media things that I do, I am a small business person. I work in the real estate world here in central Ohio, um, but I also do some consulting. I also do some, some speaking events, which I haven't been able to do uh, since COVID. But in saying that, I, I, these are things that I do that actually generate income. So it's, it's sure. a legitimate small business and Twitter, Twitter is a funny place because you get all these people who are thought leaders and I'm doing air quotes yeah. around thought leaders. And, and, and so you get some in the financial world and in the business world. Now, some of these thought leaders are people who've been around, you know, Gary V, you know, Dave Ramsey in the financial world, like established people, they have big companies, they've been at it for a while, uh, well-trusted. Then you get some of these folks who are quote-unquote thought leaders that have like 97 followers on their Twitter account. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so the big debate on Twitter is, uh, not debate, but like the the hot button, I guess, in some of these um, small business uh, side hustle thought circles is the LLC. Okay. You know, limited liability. Yep. So as people start up a business, the the 97 Twitter follower account <laughs> thought person will tell you that when you start a business, you have to have an LLC. And for my business, I have uh, created an LLC. And uh, part of it is the real estate that I do and some of the investments there with the structure. I want to make sure that I can protect myself. The other part of it is when I get paid for, for some of the consulting stuff, I like to have the money go through there because it's just easier for my personal accounting to know where everything came from. Sure. But for somebody who's starting off in a side hustle, uh, for somebody who has a small business where there's not a ton of liability and you're not a huge player in the marketplace, so you're not a target for any lawsuits or anything, etc. The easiest thing to do would be to go down to the bank, open up a bank account with a DBA doing business as uh, whatever the name of your business is, and just file it all on your personal taxes. Okay. So my advice, my point with this is um, LLC Twitter will have you thinking that you need to spend money on a $400 an hour attorney. Um, go ahead and get a, an employer ID number, take that to the bank, get a, a start a, a bank account with that, a savings, and try to get a business credit card, which you're going to have to personally endorse anyway, because you're a small business. And, and have you thinking that now when you run your business, there's no liability when the reality of the situation is your debts are all personally liable because you're a small business and you have um, no assets in your business and your business has no credit. And your 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 liability is probably going to end up being personal liability, and not business liability, because anything that you would do wrong would be you doing it and not necessarily your business doing it. Or things like uh, fraud and, 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 you know, like blatant wrongful yeah. doings, like those things aren't covered through LLCs anyway. So um, I always like jumping into that one. Um, small, 
business side hustle people. I love them to death. I love the get after it, but you piss me off um, because you you take two steps forward and you take four steps back sometimes. See, and you know this, they could learn something from this rant right now. Okay, gosh, There's, you gotta listen sometimes to Joshua because he's a smart dude. And I mean, these are the kind of things he brings to this podcast, people. Yeah. Not just sports, but you know, if you're a small business person, why don't you take some advice right now from Joshua? Yeah. I mean, if you're doing small business, your startup cost should be as low as possible. So don't spend the money on the lawyer. Don't exactly. don't get yourself wrapped up in having all the paperwork from the LLC too, because that at tax time that becomes oh, your your filings are gonna be thick. I would just keep it simple. And then once you get a critical mass of the market share within your business, then I would start expanding into some of the more formal LLC type of things. But small business people, I love you to death. Do the right thing, especially when you're in the startup stages. Do right by yourself and by your business. Generate that cash and then move from there. Well, if I ever go into a small business uh, venture down the road, I will be calling you oh, for yeah. all the advice. And that Absolutely. is- I'm, te- I'm serious about that one. That'll do it for this week's episode of Press Pass. I'm now, I know we said this last week, but I'm guessing that this next week we're really going to have some stuff. That's you know, we're, we're doing like, we're doing like uh, all of the, the shot callers in college football right now. We're kicking the can down the road too. And we've been talking about this, this looming decision in two weeks for the last four weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> hope for all your sake you guys well you know and hopefully we haven't pained you in terms of you know having to find new ways to discuss it i think there were some good things though today that we got out of it we'll see what happens in terms of um if there's plans you know going to be made this this next week i know i know sec greg sankey was saying that he was supposed to make a decision but uh we'll see if that holds yes we'll see if that holds true okay you guys take care uh you can always go and follow us on apple podcasts it's at press pass pod just hit that subscribe button we really appreciate it give us a rate and review follow me on social media platforms at kayla anderson tv both on twitter and insta and joshua perry where you can find all the great advice sports or business or just life in general where do they follow you you can follow me at RIP underscore JEP on Twitter and Instagram. I do it all. I do the workout advice. I do the small business advice. I do the how not to be an a-hole in your everyday life advice. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just I want to be here to enhance. I love people. I, I just want to enhance everybody's world. I love it. I'm serious. This is a guy to follow. So if you don't follow him, go follow him. Uh, you guys, we'll see you. We'll be back here next week. Tune in. Take care, everybody. Have a fantastic week. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.